following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern Carolina's longest-running sports radio show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show is powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by The Angus Grill, Bostic Sug, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Gavigan Insurance, Greenville Auto World, Papa John's, Greenville Utility Company, Pepsi, The Rick House, Taft Taft and Hagler, and Tiebreakers. And now, here's Brian Bailey. Okay, happy Monday, everybody, and welcome into our show as we get closer and closer to the start of the college football season. We had high school football this past Friday night, so the high school football season is underway. College football about, uh, what, nine, ten days away. Dale Steele is going to join us to talk college football. Dale is a former East Carolina assistant times three, three different stints on the East Carolina staff. So we're going to talk with him. He is actually visiting his daughter and son-in-law in Brigham City, Utah. So we're going to check in with Dale Steele in Utah coming up. And we'll do that when our show continues after this. Papa John's new garlic epic stuffed crust pizza is the pizza inspired by our biggest fans with that garlic flavor you all love. Get it on it with it. Get the new garlic epic stuffed crust pizza for $13.99 only at Papa John's. Hey, Pirate fans, Papa John's is the MVP move for game day or any day. Place your order online at papajohns.com and sign up for Papa Rewards. Papa John's, better ingredients, better pizza. Go Pirates! Hi, I'm Ken Hagler of Taft, Taft & Hagler. We're proud to be sponsors of The Brian Bailey Show and The Pirate Nation on Pirate Radio, the voice of The Pirate Nation. If you've been injured on the job or due to someone else's negligence in an automobile collision, call us at 752-2000 for a free consultation with experienced professionals who care. Go Pirates! I'm Michael Vaughn with East Coast Grading and Utilities. Many of you know my dad, David Vaughn, and his work in putting in subdivisions all over Pirate Nation. But East Coast Grading and Utilities is not just for those type of big jobs. We're here for the homeowners, whether it's concrete, driveways, hauling rock or sand, whatever you need, East Coast Grading and Utilities can get the job done. Call us at 252-531-7494 or check us out on Facebook at East Coast Grading and Utilities. The Rick House is Eastern North Carolina's premier American-styled restaurant and bar, and there's always something special happening at the Rick House. Join us for lunch. It's our two-for-20 lunch special during the week, and it's the perfect spot for that lunch business meeting. The Rick House celebrates the last Thursday of every month with a special wine tasting, and our buffet brunch is to die for. Follow the Rick House on Facebook for the latest schedule. The Rick House, American Provisions and Spirits, 710 Red Banks Road beside the bowling alley in Greenville. The Rick House. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. Proud to be voted the Remodeler of the Year by the Home Builders Association of Raleigh-Wake County in 2018 and Best Business Commercial Remodel Project winner for 2020. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services Partner. Wash 
Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go is down on Main Street. Down on Main Street's famous weekday lunch specials are only $7.99. Stop by for the house salad with grilled chicken, the half club sandwich with chips, or everyone's favorite, the fried shrimp plate. After work, Down on Main Street is the perfect spot for dinner and a drink on the patio. Join Down on Main Street every Wednesday for half-price wings from 4 to close. Down on Main Street on Main Street in historic downtown Washington. Go Pirates! This is CJ Mayhew, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show as we get closer and closer, as we said, to the college football season. Dale Steele is joining us to talk Pirate football today, the former East Carolina assistant. From 1989 to 1994, he was the wide receiver coach and recruiting coordinator at East Carolina under Bill Lewis and Steve Logan. 2013-2015, director of football administration under Coach Ruff, Ruff and McNeil. 2019-2022, director of football administration under Mike Houston. So he's had three stints with us at East Carolina, and he joins us from Brigham City, Utah. He's out visiting his daughter and his son-in-law, having a little vacation time in retirement, but he's nice enough to join us today. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great, Brian. Uh, actually, I'm in the Salt Lake City Airport with this uh, hurricane coming in. I've moved my flight up, and I'm going to try to get back to North Carolina today. But, uh, uh, you know, it's uh, it's been a good trip out here. We've enjoyed it. We come out about once a year, twice a year. My wife comes out about four times a year to see that grandbaby, but I, I make it out a couple of times a year. When you look at, at everything that, that, that happens as an assistant coach during camp, you know, what are some of your memories when you think back to, to things that have gone on in your camp days? I mean, because camp is a really a grind, isn't it? Well, you know, you refer to it as a grind, and, and, and it is. it does become a lot of repetition. But, you know, your attitude, uh, you know, kind of controls the choices that you make. So I think that it's changed so much. The importance of camp uh, has, has not diminished. But the manner in which you go about it has changed over the years that I that I was you know involved in it because when I first started we had camp but we had nothing in the summer really going on. Now you have you know camp after you have OTAs and spring ball and kids are around all summer and now you're working into a phase where you've got uh, the transfer portal where that there are a lot of football teams. I've visited several camps here lately. Uh, where they have 53 new players. So it's, a, it's, it's kind of, you know, what you're trying to accomplish, uh, there's some things been added to that uh, from, from the original uh, 25 years ago when, when a lot of us went through it. But, uh, you know, camp is one of those times when you're trying to establish the toughness of your team with Coach Houston. I know that, the, you know, that's a standard that he sets in. You're also trying to, you're trying to make sure that uh, you cover all the possible situations that you could face during the season that you don't have time on a weekly basis. It's got, you just got to pick up and refresh what you've already done. And uh, you're trying to acclimate your new players. You're trying to put everybody into, you know, we used to bring 25 players in uh, right before camp started. Now you got them in the middle of the summer. You got them, you, you've acclimated them. So you're doing a lot of things with them now. You know, there's been some times when, 
you know, we've, we've been on the field. We've had to be, you know, we've lost the practice because of rain and weather, and that's the reason the indoor facility that, that John and, and Mike are, are uh, you know, pushing to get for the entire athletic department is so important. Uh, you know, uh, I've been uh, at JMU when we had to, uh, you know, we had to get buses, find buses in 15 minutes to move to the indoor. Uh, because the indoor was away, but uh, yeah, you know, you, your your snacks don't get there on time, or uh, you know, you got a kid that's late because uh, you used to keep him in the dorm and he didn't he didn't wake up. So there are all kinds of things that go on during camp, but it makes your football team closer. You know, in your career, you've done everything as far as coaching is concerned. The head coach at Campbell actually started a program at Campbell, which had to be just uh, mind-boggling as far as starting that thing from scratch. But you've been able to do anything and everything. What was your favorite thing to do uh, through whether it was an assistant coach, football administration, head coach? What was your favorite thing to do? Well, I think that anybody that that anybody that has uh, you know coached. Uh, and, and coach for a long time. Your favorite thing as a player. Uh, the thing that I miss most about being at East Carolina the last couple of years is being in the locker room in the morning with guys, and, and when they come off in the afternoon, and uh, you know, being able to, to pick them up. And you, you, you mentioned the grind to, to, to help them to understand. It's it, it may be repetitious, and it may seem like a grind, but it's a great opportunity for you to get better. And I think one of the things that that you know. Uh, that I miss the most and most coaches do is the interaction with the players, watching the players get better, watching the players grow, uh, watching the formation of a team because every team has a new heartbeat and a new life. And I think that's the thing you miss most about it. Uh, uh, I know that coaching them are working hard. They're going to have a cohesive unit. Uh, uh, you know, they're going to be as well prepared as anybody in the country uh, when they go up to Michigan. When you look at, at working with Coach Houston, can you compare him with, with some of the other guys you worked with at East Carolina? Because when you look at the body of work, it, it's like there's a little bit of rough, you know, perhaps in Coach Houston. There's a little bit of, of Coach Logan maybe in Coach Houston. A little, I think there's a lot of Bill Lewis in Coach Houston. But do you see some similarities? I, I was about to say, you know, Bill and, and Coach are very, very similar. Yeah, I think so too. They have, a, they have, and that's the reason that Mike is such a good fit for East Carolina. He has a blue-collar work ethic like Coach had, and it's about going to work. He's very prepared. He's very detailed. He deals with things extremely well. And, and uh, you know, he has a, you know, Coach Lewis had a tremendous knack for reading a football team, uh, as did Steve Logan now. But, but Coach Lewis had a tremendous knack for, and Mike has that same knack of reading a football team and what they need and, and, and how to get to them and how to, how to have them prepared each and every week uh, and, and to get them emotionally ready, but also have them technically ready and sound, you know, preparation uh, with the staff. Yeah, you were part of the uh, the best football season in East Carolina Pirate history, the 91 season leading into the uh, January 1st, 1992, the Peach Bowl win over North Carolina State. And every time I have you on, you know, I love reminiscing about it because that was one of the great weeks of my career, being down there in Atlanta. And then, you know, all of the stuff going on with Georgia Tech needing a coach and Bill Lewis is going to be one of the candidates. And but, but even before that, just that season, that magical season, because, you know, even working here, you know, I didn't know 
whole lot of. I knew Robert Jones on that team. I didn't know a lot about Jeff Blake. Didn't know a lot about Hunter Gallimore. Didn't know enough I mean, enough about some of the other guys. And and that team had so many stars, and and really could have gone undefeated that year. Yeah, you know, we it was interesting. I you know been communicating with Clayton Driver. Yeah. Who uh, the last couple of weeks, and, and Clayton and I have talked. Dion and I have talked. Uh, but one of the things is that uh, as we went into the Illinois thing, uh, there was a big uh, push that year on Tony. Right. There had been a great deal of Tony the year before, and they had this big thing that nobody understood the rule of how anybody was going to call it. We had Big Ten officials up at Illinois. Uh, we go to Illinois, we fall behind, we come back, we kick an onside kick, and Clayton Driver is on the, on the, the, uh, the, the onside kick team. He recovers the ball and stands up. And literally, Brian, and I know you were there, you know, holds both arms out. But he happens to be facing the Illinois bench. I mean, I don't even know if he knew which way he was facing. <laughs> I don't think so either. Facing the Illinois bench. All right? And, you know, we get a 15-yard penalty, and we have to kick it again, and we lose that game by, I don't know, a couple of points, two or three points, something like that. But, but that football team was a very, very special group. Uh, they're, they, you know, they, they, they bleed purple and gold. They're the Luke Fishers, the Cedric Van Buren's, the, uh, you know, the Jerry Dillon's, uh, you know, uh, so many guys contributed to that. Jerry Dillon made a big play against Cincinnati. You know, Greg Grandison made, I communicate with him, made a big play against Virginia. Yes, he did. Returned, but there are so many plays during that course of the year that it was a different person that made that contribution in that win to kind of get it over the hump at a key time and they played well together they were really tough they were a mentally tough football team uh the same kind of toughness we were talking about the comparison between coach and coach lewis that same kind of toughness that coach houston uh puts into you know don't let the weather bother you don't let the you know don't let the circumstances bother you don't let the 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 situation bother you you know i i remember working for coach and we were up at jmu and we were getting ready to play Sam Houston State. And Sam Houston State was, uh, Phil Longo was the coordinator. And they were scoring uh, 56 points uh, a game. And uh, it was going to be a cold, dark night. The NCAA had dictated that we play on a Friday night. And it was going to be a cold, dark night. Coach actually convinced that football thing that no matter what the conditions were, you know, he talked about it being cold and dark and we're going to lock the gate. They can't escape. And, you know, we held that football team to nothing and scored, I think, 60 points against them. Uh, Donnie can tell you better than I can. But but uh, that that kind of mentality, that's the kind of mentality that that, uh, that, that coach brought to, to JMU and he brings to East Carolina and the kind that Bill had, and that's the kind that team had that, that uh, played in Peach Bowl. You know, one of the other great games of the 91 season was the Pittsburgh game at home, and folks still come up to me and talk about that game and the comeback that East Carolina had. And there's a great video shot of, of the little huddle over there trying to figure out what, what play to call around the goal line, and you're right in the middle of it with uh, with Jeff Blake and, and option and getting the two-point conversion. I mean, what, what was that like on the sideline? Well, you know, there's an interesting story about that, too, is, is going into the week. Uh, we had decided that we were going to run trap option for a two-point play. And, of course, uh, Steve Shankweiler was very instrumental in that. Uh, you'll see him up in that huddle. But yeah. uh, he, he knew a lot about uh, uh, the trap option. 
and how to run the trap option. And that's something that had kind of been added to the repertoire of what Steve Logan was doing. And, and, and Steve brought that, that trap option uh, thing, and Jeff and them were able to do it because they had done it before. And uh, during the week, we were down practicing out on the practice field there. And, and I remember, I think we ran a couple of plays that weren't very good. And Steve Logan immediately said to him, says, look, he stepped in there and he said, I, I want you to know this play is going to mean the difference in the game. And sure enough, we get down there, we score the two-point conversion. It was a, the decision was already made, uh, you know, what, what we were going to do. It was just making sure we had the right personnel in and we put the ball on the right hash. And, um, you know, Steve Logan and Steve Shankweiler, you know, did a great job of reminding them about everything and getting them on the field. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was magical. It was, uh, it was, a, a, a truly magical thing because it was so prepared and executed in a way that, that, uh, you know, it was, it, it had, uh, Bill Lewis and that staff and that football team written all over it. It, it really, I think you know the magical part about that whole season was the fact that, that I think a lot of us thought with everybody that was coming back, there was a chance to have a winning season. I don't think the expectations were anywhere close to what turned out with that team, and you know finishing ninth in the nation, and you know the greatest season in East Carolina Pirate football history. But uh, yeah, what a year it was, and what it was, uh, it really made a stamp on, on an impression on all of us, and you know. Coach uh, Coach Lewis moves on. Coach Logan takes over the program. You, you stay on for a couple more years. And, you know, it, it really and, – and we've had great seasons since then with Coach Logan and with Coach Ruff and Coach Houston. But that 91 season, and hopefully, you know, before we all leave this earth, we'll see another season like that because uh, that was truly magical. Well, the thing is that, that that the right people are there again. And I think so much of it is relationships and – understanding where you are and and you know east carolina has a certain mindset about it and it's one that i love and it's that blue collar you know uh, we, we're going to have a chip on our shoulder we're going to go to work every day we're going to bring our lunch pail we're going to be the best we can be you may not believe in this but we believe in this. and 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 that is you know what you see with so many of the east carolina people the people are what make it a great place and they're 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 you know, wherewithal and their belief in it. And, and uh, uh, you know, we can tackle anybody. I know when I first came there, we were playing Miami and uh, Pittsburgh and because we were playing as an independent. And, and you know, over time, you know, I can remember going to, to, to Miami when we were very shorthanded. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think Travis Hunter and Jeff Blake played in that game. But, but uh, as, as the years went on, our guys grew into a strong unit uh, who executed things and took on Coach Lewis's personality, much as this football team has taken on Coach uh, Houston's personality, uh, which is the, we're going we, we, you you better be ready. We're going to fight you, and, uh, and 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 that's the great thing about it, and, that, and that's the great thing about East Carolina. Former Pirate Assistant Coach Dale Steele joining us live from the Salt Lake City Airport this morning. We're going to take a commercial break right now. We'll come back. We'll continue to go down memory lane. We'll talk about some of the uh, Pirate players set for battle for this year coming up. Dale Steele, our guest, back with more on the Brian Bailey Show right after this.
Have you ever seen those exotic aquariums like the guys do in Las Vegas on television? You ever thought about having one of these aquariums in your business? It's more affordable than you think. This is Hal Pruitt with rentafishtank.com. We can make having an aquarium in your business turnkey with no work, cleaning, or hassles for you. Rentafishtank.com creates a relaxing atmosphere and keeps children occupied. Rentafishtank.com already services many dental, pediatric, and doctor offices, plus hospitals and senior living centers. Check us out at rentafishtank.com. Ahoy there, mateys! It's Captain Jack Spare of R&R Tire Express, your local tire and wheel shop in Greenville, offering affordable, easy payment options for easy ownership, savvy? Our customers love our treasure of tires and wheels, easy payment options, and customer care package, too. To learn more about R&R, stop by 3920 US 264 or rntires.com. Celebrate eight great years all month long at Villa Verde with a special birthday menu. This is Jay from Villa Verde, and I would like to thank our wonderful community during the month of August with some throwback specials like the One Pound Snapper, Picadera Sampler, the Chicharron, and our brand new Ale Barbecue Sandwich with slices of fried cheese and plantains. It is great to be eight, so come by today for lunch or dinner at Villa Verde on 10th Street, a platform for good and a proud supporter of Pirate Nation. This is Talbot Green with Integrity Home Mortgage. Are you ready and pre-approved if the home you want to purchase comes for sale today? This is a very important step when trying to purchase a home in the current market. Integrity Home Mortgage offers a wide variety of loan programs. Our team of Talbot Green, Braxton Green, and Joanne Weir has over 50 years of experience and is committed to providing you with the superior customer service you deserve. To get started, call me, Talbot Green, 714-2076. Talbot Green, NMLS, 120331. For informational purposes only, Integrity Home Mortgage. Corporation is equal housing lender in MLS 208 This is Coach Blake Carroll, defense coordinator for East Carolina football. And you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned utilities mean local control, low rates, and high reliability. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday. Dale Steele, former East Carolina assistant, joining us from the Salt Lake City Airport as he gets set to uh, head back east from his visit with his daughter and son-in-law, and we're certainly happy to have him. Had a birthday while I was gone. Happy birthday, Coach. Did, did. I'm getting older and older and older. I, uh, you know, but, uh, still feel good, still excited. Uh, life has been good to me. I'm, I'm blessed. There you go. As long as you get another one, that's all you can ask for each and every year when you get up there at, at our age. When you look at this Pirate football team this year, Coach, give us a little bit of insight. You've seen most of these guys. Some of the new ones, obviously, uh, you weren't a part of after your retirement last uh, January. But, but, but you, you know the core of this team. What do you think of this team? Well, this is this, this is a football team that's matured and grown, and and I think that you know I don't know much about the players that coaches added in the in the portal or anything like that, uh, but I do know that the players that are there, the Mason Garcia's, the receiving core, uh, the running back uh, running backs that he's got coming in, and that that offensive line has, you know, Steve Shankwater did such a great job of coming in and developing those guys, and and they're going to be a strength, and I know Blake is. They've, they've uh, upgraded the defensive front uh, tremendously. So I think that, you know, they're a good football team. You know, East Carolina is a good football team, and, and they will be even better. They'll improve on what they did last year. Um, you know, they, they added the things that they needed, and that's the thing about the transfer portal now. Uh, you can add where you need. Uh, if you've got a left tackle that can only play 
uh, you know, you, you, it's 40 plays at full speed. You can go out and find a left tackle that can fill those other, you know, 35 plays in for you now. And um, you used to have to wait and develop, and that's where you used to have those problems. They won't have that problem this year. And then I think that, uh, you know, I, I expect a really, really good showing for them at Michigan. I do, because that'll be two teams. I know, uh, I know Jim has a good, or John has a good football team. Uh, you know, when I was in the, the Pioneer League, he was at San Diego. And uh, I know they're going to be hard-nosed. They're going to run the football. But I'm going to tell you something. They're going to run into a football team that is much the same as they are. Hard-nosed, um, you know, uh, will play in the elements, will get after you. Uh, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a good football game. I anticipate a really good football game up there. It's interesting you brought that up because that was my next question. One of the oddest questions at Media Day this past Saturday uh, was to Coach Houston, and, and the question was, how do you compare your trip when you were at James Madison coming to play at East Carolina with this East Carolina team heading to Michigan? And my first thought was, well, the better team was the visitors at the time, for sure. And that's not the case, probably, as far as this is concerned. But uh, Mm -hmm. that's an interesting question, isn't it? It is an interesting question. But I think that, you know, if you do it right, and and that staff, you know, the core of that staff has been together, Donnie and uh, Dallas and, uh, you know, Blake, uh, they've been together for a while, and and they know how to prepare that football team uh, for what they're they're fixing to walk into. And I think that that you know we one of the things about coaches, coach loves a good fist fight. No, he does. Yes, yes, he does. He loves a good fist fight. And, and you you know he's had a lot of time to prepare the team mentally for what they're going to face. Okay. And every every game that I was with Coach, uh, with Coach Houston, you know, we never walked into a situation where we didn't expect to be the best we could be. Okay, that was that was not that's not an option with Coach. The standard is the standard, and and I think that you know, walking into Michigan, okay, walking into North Carolina, walking into North Carolina State, walking into South Carolina when he was at Citadel. And beating, okay. Those are all because you mentally have your your team ready to play, okay. And they execute at the highest level possible, and they put themselves in a position. If you remember that, you know, we were talking about earlier the Peach Bowl thing. What we did so many times was put ourselves in a position to win the game late in the game, you know. And that's the thing that they'll have to do here. They'll have to put themselves in a position by playing well early and, and put themselves in a position to win the game late in the game. And, um, you know, they'll do that. Well, you know, if if the Pirates can hang around in that game and make it a game in the fourth quarter, just think of the national publicity because it's opening day and you're playing the first game uh, on the first true you know, week one of the college football season, and that's just going to be you know all over every network everywhere. I mean, that's it's a big game obviously because Michigan's ranked number two in the country, 107,000, the third largest stadium in the world, you know, the largest college football venue. You. I mean, it, it's it's just so it's such a. I, I can't. I've never been to the big house before. Have you? But I have. 
I was there at the University of Wisconsin. It, it is an intimidating place. I bet. When they throw that banner up there and you come out, you know, both of you come out of the 50-yard line and they make you come out first, uh, then your team is on the sideline and they come through you and they touch that banner and there's some big old youngins, I know. <laughs> we were. But um, but having been there, it's a great place to play. It's a great opportunity. It's a little like what we're talking about camp. You can look at camp as a grind or you can look at camp as an opportunity. Okay? Campus repetition. But you can look at this as a, you know, as a daunting task, or you can look at it as a great opportunity. And, and I think coaching them will have them ready to look at it as a great opportunity, and, and they won't back down one one bit, okay? I can tell you that. And, you know, Coach put it in perspective at Media Day on Saturday. He said, hey, last year we played the number 13 team in the country, and we had them at home, but and, you know, realistically, should have beaten them. Missed a field goal that would have beaten NC State. And and now you're looking at the number two team in the country. I, I think he's got this team believing that, hey, those numbers don't mean anything. It's just you got to go out there and play football. And the closer we get to it, you know, I, I think a lot of it's going to depend on, you know, you, you look at it on paper. If the Pirates had more experience at quarterback, you know, their chances would go up. And if they had more experience somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But still, you, you got to play what you got. Well, you know, the thing is that you have to believe in yourself, okay? And you have to have an expectation and a standard that that is where it's at. Because the only person that you control, you don't control what Michigan does. East Carolina has no control over Michigan. They do have control over what they do. And if they do their stuff and, and the things that they've been taught and do it the very best they can, protect the football, you know, play the call, communicate, run to the ball, uh, you know, make the plays, and put themselves in a position, uh, that's why you see every weekend a an upset happen, okay? Um, you know, there's nothing that says East Carolina can't go in there. Uh, Appalachian State went in there and Michigan was pretty good. Yes, it did. And won the football game because they put themselves in a position to win the football game late in the game. Uh, and and they're going to have that mentality. I mean, coach is going to control the things he can control, which is the East Carolina football team. And he's going to have those players convinced that if they do the things they're supposed to do, they can put themselves in a position to win that football game. And 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 I, I tell you, I expect a real battle. And, and Michigan better expect a battle too. As a coach, would you rather have a game that you're a big favorite in to open the season rather than being a big underdog? They say the cl- coach's cliche is that teams improve the most from week one to week two. Uh, or, or sometimes, you know, you get that big boy and, and take, them, take them on the first game and, and the season goes from there. I mean, which, what's the mentality as a coach? Well, I think, I think that what you try to do is, as a coach, okay, is know your football team, all right? And coach obviously knows his football team. But as a coach, you want to play the very best you can can play, okay? As If you open up with someone, and I'm not going to call any names because I've worked everywhere, yeah. that, that you're a, a, a three-touchdown, you know, it's hard sometimes. Uh, let's go back to Alabama playing Louisiana Monroe in, in the first year that Nate was at Alabama. Coach Saban was at Alabama. They lose the football game. Now, how, what, what causes that, okay? The, it, it wasn't coach's preparation. He did it the same way he's always done. It was the mentality of the players, okay? 
of not seeing that as a big enough challenge. When you face those challenges, if you have the character that, that coach instills in them and recruits to East Carolina and you have that East Carolina mentality, you're going to step up and take this as a challenge because they're going to be two touchdowns or three touchdowns better on paper than you are. So I, I like I like a challenge. I, I play I play the toughest golf courses I can play down there. Uh, I, I like to play them tough ones because you play them tough ones, you get them easy ones. I can, I, can, I can hang with them. So. <laughs> You got me on that one. I don't want to play those tough ones. I lose too many golf balls. I can't afford to play those tough ones. I got to play the easy ones at best. Now, in your career, Elon, East Tennessee, Baylor, Kansas State, Wichita State, Tulane, Wisconsin, Ball State, of, of, of all of those, how did all of those kind of impact your life? And then you get three stints at East Carolina as a pirate. What are, what are some of the things you drew on with those those assignments? We worked with so many people, and we we met so many people, and we worked all over the country, and we've been in so many stadiums, and we've been in so many games until each and every one of them had an effect on us. You know, I had uh, some friends from Kansas State who just uh, birthday-wise uh, sent us something. And, and I'm on Facebook simply for the players that I coached, okay? And I've reconnected with a bunch of them now that I, I have some time to spend talking to them and things like that. And I think that, that what you learn is that people are people everywhere. Uh, you know, there are good people everywhere. And that, that each football team in each area of the country that you're in, uh, you know, I, I was fortunate enough this week to watch Utah State practice. And, and Blake and them uh, have got some great kids, and he's doing a great job out here with those guys. But as you do, you find out that football's the same. It's the same. It's blocking. It's tackling. It's impacting kids uh, on and off the field. And I think that each and every one of those places that we were at uh, allowed us to grow. Uh, it allowed us to to be blessed by knowing those people, being around those players, being in those situations. Uh, we had a bunch of those jobs that, that you better have a pretty good work ethic. I remember when I first came to East Carolina, I was in charge of the equipment room. Uh, we didn't even have a full-time equipment guy at that time. He worked from 8 to 5. And at 5 o'clock, he punched the clock, and everything was left on the field. People don't know that. And so me and the GAs were hauling that stuff off um, or doing the laundry. You know, the first 5.30 in the morning we had with Coach Lewis, uh, you know, uh, the, the door was locked. I had to break the lock off the door in, in old Scales Field House to get into the laundry. Wow. To run. And when I, called, when I called the equipment guy, he said, I don't come in late. Wow. Yeah. You know, so, I mean uh, – they, they, we we come a long way. So they're all great experiences, and it's all about work ethic and relationships. You guys, and I had some of the most cherished relationships uh, from being at East Carolina and the players and the, the Greg Grandisons and the, the, the Deion Johnsons and uh, uh, the Jeff Blakes and the Luke Fishers and the, the Mike McCallops and the you know those guys. Uh, uh, those guys all mean so much. Kenny Carroll, those guys, they all they all mean so much. And the guys that I coached at Campbell. Um, I see them every once in a while. I'm gonna go by and watch them practice tomorrow. So, uh, um, it's 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 football is a great experience, and and uh, it's changed. And it, as as Coach Saban says, we can't do much about the change, but try to keep the things that are important, the relationships, the players, building the players. Um, you know, try to keep that at the forefront uh, because they are young men that are going to be they're going to grow into adults. 
former Pirate assistant coach Dale Steele with three stints at East Carolina joining us from the Salt Lake City Airport uh, this afternoon. We're going to take another break right now. We'll come back. We'll talk about some of those changes in college sports and get Coach Steele's ideas on some of that. Back with more on this Monday on the Brian Bailey Show right after this. It's bow time. Chicken or biscuits? That's an impossible choice. How can you decide between Bojangles' perfectly crispy, boldly seasoned chicken or their fluffy, made-from-scratch buttermilk biscuits? Well, the good news is you don't have to. With a Cajun chicken filet biscuit, you get the best of both worlds. An all-white meat chicken breast marinated with a bold blend of seasonings and served up on a fluffy, golden buttermilk biscuit. When it comes to real-deal southern flavor, there's no reason you can't have it all. Order a Cajun chicken filet biscuit today. It's bow time. You've had your new computer a few years now, but lately it's been running super slow, acting strange, and you're worried about viruses and losing data. This is driving me mad! Let the experts at University PC Care in Greenville and Newburn professionally diagnose your Mac or PC to see what's really going on. They'll determine the root cause and not just symptoms, so you don't waste money fixing the wrong issues. Call 252-558-1280 for in-store or remote service, or make an appointment online at universitypccare.com. It's hard to forget how hot it gets around here in the summer. Remember, the hotter it is outside, the harder your AC has to work to keep it cool inside. And the more energy it uses to keep you cool, the higher your utility bill will be. Your neighbors at GUC have tips to help you reduce your energy use, such as using fans to cool you down inside and cooking outside when you can in the summer. For more tips, go to GUC.com and look for ways to save. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Have you heard? Greenville Auto World is under new ownership and is now part of the DriveHereNow.com network. DriveHereNow.com is run by local people who buy, service, detail, and sell everything directly to you. Greenville Auto World is now the fifth dealership to join the DriveHereNow.com network. Get car shopping today at DriveHereNow.com and choose a location near you. DriveHereNow.com, serving Eastern North Carolina for over 47 years and proud supporter of the Pirates. The Angus Grill is your premier spot for the best burgers, cheesesteaks, and brisket sandwiches around. Join us for our unmatched variety of burger combinations. From the mushroom bacon Swiss burger to the jalapeno popper burger to the original Angus Classic. Pair that burger with our amazing onion rings, tots, fries, or sweet potato fries. Angus Grill, with four amazing locations in eastern North Carolina, including Winterville near Pitt Community College, on Jarvis Street in Uptown Greenville, and on Statensburg Road near the hospital. It's the best burger around. Guaranteed. Hey, John, yeah, see your new system's having issues already. Yeah, I used the other guy with an AC brand I've never heard of. Should have used Delcor, John. They install train. It's hard to stop a train. I know, but the other guy was cheaper. Cheaper isn't better, John. I know. I know. Don't use the other guy. Call Delcor. For a limited time, buy a new train system and pay 0% interest for 12 months. Visit Delcor.com for more details. Delcor, the service professionals. Well, if it isn't the Pirate Captain. Pirate Radio. The beer's looking great, my man. The voice of the Pirate Nation. 
You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned, community-powered. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday as we continue on with Dale Steele, former East Carolina assistant coach with those three stints with the Pirates, also the former head coach at Campbell, the Fighting Camels down in Bowie's Creek. Coach, when you look at what's happening around the nation with uh, college football and uh, colleges in realignment and, and that kind of thing, do you, do you kind of shake your head? Do you kind of wonder what's going on? Well, it 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 it, uh, it it makes you curious as to how it's going to turn out, and uh, because there doesn't seem to be any kind of proactivity in saying, you know, we started the NILs and we had the NILs, which is, I'm not against that, um, but I think that that there needed to be a better plan uh, with some answers to the. Things because as we as we've done things over the years as the NCAA and college football and college athletics in general has done things, uh, people have looked for loopholes uh, consistently, and when they find those loopholes, it's it becomes a reactive thing to how do we stop it? Well, you know the the mule is out of the barn, uh, so uh, it's it's difficult now. You say okay, schools can't be involved in this, but but they are. Um, they are because the boosters of the schools are the ones that are doing the NIL, uh, the transfer portal. Um, I'm not a terrific fan of that with it, with it being just wide open because I think that it teaches a lesson of, of, uh, you know, you don't, you don't stick to anything. If I don't like it, I, I just move. Now I know they say coaches move and this, that, and the other, but if you're choosing the university for the right reasons, you should at least give it a chance before you say the most important thing. It's like coach. Again, I refer to coach Saban. Coach Saban says, Hey, they're here to get an education to be better people. Okay. That's changed a little bit. Um, I, I hate that, but that's just part of it. Uh, it you've got to have a little bit more of an NFL mentality if you build a team than you used to have. Uh, I know that my brothers at Alabama, they, they, have to, they deal with it a totally different way than we used to deal with yeah, you know, it, it wasn't designed as a recruiting tool. It was designed to give the players a chance to, to you know, make enough money to, to make it and to have a little spending cash and that kind of thing. And it's turned into just, you know, hey, you know, and, and I think there was some some kind of tampering going on with, with someone in East Carolina because I, I think Coach Houston came out in public and said, hey, you know, we, we, we made a phone call because, you know, and, and it's going on all over the place. I mean, if you need somebody and you've got a booster that will, will give them some money, then then they go out and and poach your players, and and it's just not right, really. No, it's it's not right because it, it defeats all of the things that it, that you know we're trying to teach. Okay, young people, that when you come in and things don't go right, you keep working and you keep getting better, and eventually it goes right. Uh, you know, it goes your way because you got to have that work ethic, and you know, I, I'm an old school guy. I believe that. You know, if you're not starting, okay, go to your coach and find out why you're not starting, all right, and work to get those things done, okay, and uh, you know, work to work to to get better. You get better every day, and and water seeks. Old friend of ours, uh, Steve uh, Logan, used to say, "Water seeks its own level." Okay, so if you're not putting everything into it, you're not going to get to that to that point that you want to get to. And guys now have an outlet, okay. 
I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I don't like that. I, you know, uh, uh, I noticed the other day that somebody was upset because Eric Bieniemy was making the Washington Commanders work harder than they've ever worked before. Yeah. Player. Okay. Yeah. So you can imagine when, when college players hear that. Okay. Um, you know, but you don't get to be a great team without doing the things that Nick Saban and Mike Houston and, um, you know, and uh, Shane Beamer and those guys who have been around it and, and Lincoln Riley know how to do it. They know how to win games. And when they ask you to do those things, you need to do them. Whether you, you know, you, you feel like it's the best or not, they know it works. So. That that's that's my opinion on that, and I you know there lot a lot of folks are smarter than I am dealing with that, but uh, but uh, hopefully it won't diminish uh, the great game that we play. You know, and, and the whole realignment thing is that I've always looked at. There are a lot of Power Five schools that are only Power Five because they happen to be in the conference wherever they they were at, and and that's just how it is. When this thing whole whole thing shakes out, there could be a lot of schools that were Power Five that that may turn out not to be, and may only be a Power Two or a Power Three when it's all said and done. But it, it's just really you would hope that the, that there would be an avenue, and and it's, it's it's like a school like East Carolina takes one step forward, and then it, they go two steps backwards because things change so quickly. You know, the college football playoff expanding to 12, you know, that gives you more of an avenue to, to maybe get in there. And there's and there's no there's nobody saying that, that an East Carolina or a team like an East Carolina, say a Tulane from last year, are going to go in and, and run the table in a national championship playoff. But to get a chance against the big boys and, and to maybe, you know, Tulane, you know, as good as they were. I mean, there's a chance if you get in there, but you got to have that avenue. Yeah, you got you got to have that avenue. But this goes back years, and, and we're just repeating something, uh, Brian, that we had years ago. Uh, when I was at Ball State uh, University, uh, we had a uh, we had a uh, uh, you know we try, we would go and play one team a year like that. Okay, but we knew who we were in the match. We had an identity in the match. We weren't Ohio State. Now everybody wants to be Ohio State, and uh, you know. It's interesting. I, I have, uh, I'm doing some volunteer work with the Myrtle Beach Bowl. And, uh, you know, that's the three conferences involved with that basically are kind of mid level conferences, the Big South, et cetera. But that's where those schools put about the same amount of money into the, into what they're doing and can compete against one another. That was a great thing about coaching in the Mac. You asked where to go where I enjoyed coaching. I enjoyed coaching in the Mac because the Mac, Everybody was equal. Everybody was equal. Everybody had about the same kind of player. And it's still to this day, the MAC is very, it's a very balanced league uh, at this point. So it, 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 it's going to, eventually what's going to happen is we're going to wind up, we're going to wind up with another split. That's how you find it with one AA schools or FCS schools. Okay. We're going to see another split because they can't, you, you monetarily, you can't keep up with those other schools. So you're going to wind up with now where we had 120 or 125, you're going to wind up with 80 that are going to be getting all that money from those TV contracts. And then you're going to wind up with another group in there. And then you're going to wind up with the FCS. So, I mean, I hope that doesn't happen, but, but that's what happens. And I think that the thing you need to be, and, and when I left there, I just want East Carolina to be the best East Carolina East Carolina can be. Whoever they play, 
beat them. Okay? Be the best you can be. Be the best East Carolina you can be. Yep. If you're playing Memphis, beat Memphis consistently. If you're playing uh, whoever you're playing, beat that group of schools consistently. Be the best you can be. And and that way, once you do that over a period of time, it either leads to you. you, you these schools are grasping for something rather than just being the best they can be. They, and, and what's hurting is some of the stuff is hurting other athletics because you take an NLI and you ask a booster who's given $50,000 for a $10,000 NLI, that money's coming from somewhere. You know, he, he, if he was giving it to the booster club, all of a sudden now uh, he ain't adding $10,000 to it. Most of them are. They're taking it from there and putting it into into the NLI. Right. And, and that's the bad thing about it. Uh, it, it, it. All the schools can't have that. There is no parity. It's not like the NFL. There's not going to be parity. We're, we're not all going to be the same. So pick your spot. Pick your role. Pick your place. And be the very best you can be. Uh, you know, East Carolina's got a tremendous opportunity where they are to be the best they can be and then let things shake out from there. Well said from Dale Steele. What are some of the roles you have with the Myrtle Beach Bowl? What are some of the things you're doing there? I'm, we're going. We, Pam and I are going to be team host, and um, so we're we're kind of helping out with that part. And uh, you know, uh, we have a breakfast coming up, or a luncheon coming up here pretty soon, and we help them, you know, look at speakers and things like that. And then uh, Pam is helping with the families and planning activities for the families, and we're going to be working with the hotels and. We've got a golf tournament coming up here September the 18th. It's, uh, uh, but it's been fun. It keeps me involved in it. It's, it's just one of the ESPN, uh, group of ESPN bowls. And uh, it's, it's, they're good people, and, and it certainly adds something to ESPN. But our thing for being involved in it was we want the kids to come to visit that bowl to have the same experience that we had when we went to other bowls. You know, we had lunch with them last week. We were talking about uh, what a great opportunity we had to be for Braves Bowl. You know, um, that was a fun bowl. I, I don't know whether you remember that one or not. Oh yeah, that was a fun bowl. It was a fun bowl. It was a great bowl. And then, and then you have some others that that they're okay, but they're not they're not quite what you'd like to see happen for the kids. And that's what Pam and I are involved to try to help the experience that they have. Mom's got a kid that's sick who's on the coaching staff. Uh, we want to be there to help them find a place. Uh, they want to know where the drugstore is. Be there to help them find a place. You know, all of that. Yeah, when you think back to bowl games in East Carolina, my all-time favorite, obviously, was the Hawaii Bowl. But I think the Beefo Brady's was right up there because they, they did a lot of things for the kids. They had, you know, they, they had uh, belly flop contests in the pool and just uh, just all kinds of little things that, that kind of add up. And as you said, sometimes you go to the bowl games and, and, you know, they may take you to the bowling alley for a night or something. But some of the bowls, it seems, puts a lot more into it than others do. Yeah, I think that's true, and I think I think what you have to, to realize is you want players to want to be there, okay? And as we, we discussed it the other day, uh, one of the things we want is to create an atmosphere and an and a experience that makes, uh, you know, uh, Appalachian State or, San Jose, or, you know, or uh, South Alabama say, hey, that was a great bowl. You know, you guys, you guys want to go to that bowl. You guys want to spend a week in Myrtle Beach. And uh, and that's that's what I think that uh, they're doing a good job of doing. Rachel down there and, and Tony 
and the executive director and the associate executive director are doing a great job of bringing in new ideas, so, you know, getting new ideas to make it as best, you know, the best opportunity it can be for the kids to have a good time. Yeah, we thought for a while last year the Pirates were headed to the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Well, I talked to I talked to a booster the other day from East Carolina. He said, "Well, you don't know. You might wind up with us." I said, "Well, I, I don't know, but whoever comes, we want them to have a good experience. That's that's the most important thing." Wrapping things up now with Dale Steele, the former East Carolina assistant with those uh, three stints in East Carolina. I think that's second all-time in stints behind uh, Coach Shank. Don't you think? Shank's got five since, doesn't he? <laughs> Shank, Shank's got me. Yeah, got me. Shank's got all of us. And he's still, he's still working. He, he's got me. I, I saw – I went to a Murphy Pelicans game the other night and I ran into Gary Overton. And of course, Gary had been there for a long time. Yeah. He was a baseball coach when I first came here. And I told him, I said, this is what old coaches do. They come down here and watch baseball games. But, <laughs> uh, when are you going to come down and play some golf, my man? Man, you, you just scared me out of playing golf a little while ago. And you said you look for the tough courses to play. And I, I'm kind of looking at the putt-putt courses and trying to do something. Now, I, I, I don't think I played the whole summer, which usually we try to play in the summertime to kind of keep our sanity during June and July when there's nothing going on. But we didn't uh, we didn't do a whole lot of that this year. But I'd like to get – Myrtle Beach has a golf course or two, don't they? Well, you know, we uh, I play twice a week, uh, some weeks three times a week. And, uh, uh, you know, we go to the beach. We make it a point to go to the beach once a week. And uh, just the two of us and just sit out there and watch the ocean. That's the reason we did it. And we're actually in North Myrtle Beach, so we're up around Cherry Grove. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, we, we, we are, we're enjoying our, uh, our retirement. We really are. We've enjoyed, uh, you know, both of us work for a long time. And, uh, it's, it's been fun. She worked at East Carolina three different times, too. And it's been fun, and we have a good time. We, uh, we've reconnected. I, had, we had dinner the other night. We found out that the guy, the guy first GA4 at Ball State when I started. Uh, I'd left being a high school coach and became a GA at Ball State. The guy was named Bob Pousick. Bob and his wife Teresa live down there in, in North Myrtle Beach, and we go to dinner with them. And uh, you know, it's, it's 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 fun. It sounds like life is good. Now, what's your favorite course down there? And, and North Myrtle is my favorite part of Myrtle. That, that's a great great area. What's your favorite course? Well, I actually I work two days a week in Long Bay. I work in the pro shop at Long Bay two days a week, uh, and uh, I get to do that so I get free lessons. And uh, I think that that one, Polly's Plantation, Rivers Edge, those are all great golf courses. Tidewater is a super golf course. Wow, I'll tell you what, that's some great golf down there. Dale Steele joining us. All right, we'll wrap it up. Coach, thanks so much. I know you're trying to travel today. You're at the airport in Salt Lake City, but have a safe trip back, and we may check back in with you during the football season, but uh, enjoy that retirement. Hey, we're always available to you. You are always uh, – you're, you're such, a, you're such a, a, a part of pirate football and such a part of our experience with pirate football. And uh, you and I kind of grew through pirate football together. So uh, uh, we're available anytime, and thank you so much. And to everybody out there, you know, go pirates. Don't, don't sell them short. Uh, support them and, and get out there and, and make, uh, make Dowdy Strickland as loud as you can make it. Well said. Dale Steele joining us. We'll take our final commercial break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up this edition of the Brian Bailey Show for you right after this. (laughs) 
Attention athletes and fans. Tiebreakers is looking for all-stars. Do you know an athlete who made a game-winning play, scored an amazing touchdown, or hit a huge home run? We're scouting Eastern North Carolina for this month's most outstanding athlete. Go to tiebreakersathlete.com to nominate your favorite player for the prestigious Athlete of the Month Award. Tiebreakers, shining a light on the athletes that make Eastern North Carolina proud. Submit your nomination now at tiebreakersathlete.com. Hey, Miles, isn't it amazing to think our family has been distributing soft drinks since 1923? It certainly is, Landon. And with that comes a lot of change. But what hasn't changed is our dedication and commitment to our customers. I'm Miles Menges. And I'm Landon Menges with Menges Bottling Group. Our family has taken great pride in refreshing our neighbors, and we are proud to have remained locally owned and operated for over a century. From our family to yours, we say thank you and are honored to be a part of this wonderful community. Here's to 100 as we celebrate our employees and our customers all over East North Carolina. From generations before us and to future generations. Cheers to the next 100 years. Cheers to the next 100 years. It's a summer inventory clear-out at Bostick Sud Furniture. It's that time of year when Bostick Sud must move a huge selection of inventory off the floor and out the door. And that means big savings for you. Take advantage of one-time price cuts of up to 70% off furniture and mattresses, canceled special orders, discounted floor items, odds and ends, and customer returns. Hurry, quantities are limited. And when they're gone, they're gone for good during the summer inventory clear-out at Bostick Sud Furniture. For years, Callie Ann Phelps has been singing about Phelps Chevrolet. Phelps Chevrolet is the one for you. Low, low prices, service too. See the big dealer right away. Carolina's finest, Phelps Chevrolet. And you'll agree with what Skyler Phelps has to say. Nobody beats Phelps Chevrolet's prices. Nobody. The name you can depend on. Phelps Chevrolet. Get you one. Pizza, subs, slice, ice. Jenny, what are you doing? Just letting the Pirate Nation know that Cuchinella's is now open in downtown Greenville, across from Subdogs. Did you know Cuchinella's is open every day with $6 lunch specials, slices all day, beer, wine, and their famous homemade gelato? Plus, if you're busy, use DoorDash for Cuchinella's delivery, and Cuchinella's is open late night, Friday and Saturday. Cuchinella's on Fifth Street in downtown Greenville. Go Pirates! This is Kim McNeil, head women's basketball coach at East Carolina University, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. All right, wrapping up this edition of The Brian Bailey Show, taking you back to high school football from week one. Most of the teams... Got through with flying colors. Havelock, the number one team in our touchdown Friday top nine, slipped by number two Wallace Rose Hill in a classic 28-27. But Rose, Tarboro, Newburn, Jacksonville, East Dupin, James Keenan, West Craven, all winners from our top nine. So that's good news. Some great games coming up this week as uh, Rose takes on Northeastern. And Northeastern is always tough and always a, a thorn in the side of the rampants. But that should be a good one over at J.H. Rose. Conley and Washington, two teams uh, coming off of losses uh, in their 
their first games. They meet at Washington. Of course, Washington's now coached by Matt Taylor, the former DH Conley assistant. Wes Craven at East Duplin has all kinds of implications in that one. East Duplin, the pending state champs, and Wes Craven, of course, coming off that big win over Pamlico in week one. Newburn won its first game, and they take on Northern Guilford coming up in game two, and the Bears will be big favorites in that one as well. And then lots of action in Jacksonville. White Oak at Jacksonville, Swansboro at Northside, and Richlands at Southwest Onslow. Uh, all kinds of play down in Onslow County coming up for this Friday night. Havelock, by the way, ranked number one in our touchdown Friday top nine, takes on Laney in Wilmington, and Laney hit the smackdown on Conley in week one. So it should be fun as high school football continues with week two. I want to thank Dale Steele, former East Carolina assistant coach, for joining us from the Salt Lake City Airport today on his way back east of the hurricane coming to the West Coast, and he wanted to get out of there. So he was at the airport today, but he joined us to talk East Carolina Pirate football with his three stints. Of course, he was also the former head coach of the Campbell Fighting Camels. Next week, we'll talk Pirate football as we'll be that much closer to the opener against Michigan. Have a great sports week, everybody. This has been The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, and also brought to you by The Angus Grill, Bostick Sug, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Gavigan Insurance, Greenville Auto World, Papa John's, Greenville Utility Company, Pepsi, The Rick House, Taft Taft and Hagler, and Tiebreakers. Join us next week for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, right here on Pirate Radio.